0: So you have to have all of these things that we're talking about in the lead flow standpoint optimal. You're, you must be a ninja in sales because now you're the likelihood of you closing
1: 50%, good luck. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your host, Jason Fernandez.
2: And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20
1: years in the business... ...as both coaches and affiliate owners...
2: ...our passion is to help create world-class affiliates...
1: ...and coaches by building... ...better boxes.
2: Boxes.
1: Welcome to... ...the best hour of your day.
2: Welcome back to best hour of their day. We've got something exciting for you, a four-part series... ...where we're going to walk you through turning leads into lifers. We're going to kick off part one, all about leads... Dig into sales, dig into how you 're going to integrate those new members, and then, of course retention so let 's kick it off with mm. leads let 's assume who we 're talking to the affiliates listening have a lead problem
1: yeah, for sure, lead problems are a thing, and because I know a lot of people will will have arguments with this like hey, I do have a lead problem i 'm not saying people don 't have lead problems like lead problems are absolutely a thing more often than not, there's not actually a lead problem. There is a tracking and a process of managing leads, right? So always check that first before, because when you start getting into the leads world, this is a, this is a big rabbit hole. that can get very risky, very dangerous, depending on how you're gonna try to get leads. You have a lot of experience here, like you did websites and and built those and was, was using Infusionsoft when you were using Barbell Logic and all that stuff. Um, so yes, in this one, we are going to assume that the gym owner has a lead problem. So. Let's define what a lead problem is. Like, let's put, let's put a number on it. I think less than 10 leads a month for, a, for an average gym is going to be a lead problem. Like, if you're, because assume that you're not going to close all 10 of those. And I assume that you have a 5%, a killer uh, churn rate, meaning like 5% or less. So if I'm not going to convert all of those, that means I'm probably going to get 60, 70%. I'm right on the bubble now of like being plus one or break even every single month. Yeah. So just as a definition, if you're not getting 10 and we're, these are organics so we we'll to speak kind of organic in this nature, meaning like they are, they are, these are not paid, right leads coming into your, uh, into your funnel of any type, less than 10 is going to very quickly become a problem. And that's from what we see over and over and over and over and over. So, yeah, when you're thinking about a lead problem, like you said, it's not just the amount of people
0: you get, you have to factor in, all right, if I get 10 leads, that means people who fill out the form on your website that say, I'm interested, I'm raising my hand. Not all 10 are even going to, you're not even going to get a hold of all 10, Correct. right? So let's say you actually get a hold of eight, right? Okay. So now I've actually got eight potential leads. Eight of those people that I get on the phone with or text with or whatever you're using to communicate to get them in the door for whatever your intro offer is. Now you're going to have breakage between that call and actually showing up. So eight of them booked and now maybe seven or six actually showed up. Now, if you're batting at a 50% conversion rate, you're only getting three new members. Right. So 10 is... I would say, a a very low number for many. It has to do with also your market. Right. Like, you know, and like you said, your churn. Because at the end of the day, whatever your attrition is, however many members you're losing, you first have to replace to stay net neutral, let alone if you want to grow your business like most people do. You want to be net positive, one, two, three. So, yeah, 10, I would say, would be a
1: very low floor for that. And this is... This also doesn't factor in, as your gym grows, that that equation changes dramatically. For sure. Like you, if, you get a, if you're having over 200 people, the lead thing becomes like you're probably needing 30 to 40, if not higher than that leads, in order to combat even really good churn. Right.
2: Well, 5% yeah. churn on 200 members… Yeah. Ten. Is ten, you know, yeah. ten
1: losses. Ten losses. Oh, ten losses. If you're crushing, this is you're doing a really good yeah. job, I mean, they're just walking th- out the door.
2: As we go through this series, we're going to talk ultimately about. Bring it go a little
1: closer to your mouth, a little bit.
2: That's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to keep a PG, but <laughs> no you know, we're going to we're going to talk about retention, which is going to help. But something we need to mention is affiliates should know their churn rate, and many don't.
0: Yeah, well, you're, you're always having to overcome that number, right? So we're trying to look at this today as like, or this, this section here is the like, solve the leads problem itself, right? Which, why it's happening is a different conversation. We'll talk about that in the fourth episode because that's a retention problem, right? right? So we obviously want to reduce the churn to as low as we can so that I have to do less marketing, less work on the front end. And this is oftentimes the argument that we have where people are like, I have a leads problem and your favorite answer is, you probably don't have a leads problem because the only reason you have a leads problem and need more leads is because your retention sucks and you're having to cover for more people than you need. But Or,
1: or right, so there's a combination, or the other scenario is you're not managing the ones you have. Yeah, you're effective. not making the most of what you You're not doing. making the most of what you have, which is, this is a, think of it as like money, right? So budgeting, which is like, I need more money. And I'm like, or you don't have a budget in place. Right. So again, one of the, these are all things that we work with people. But let's assume in this scenario they have a leads problem and you have it less than 10. Where do we go first? And a lot of people like to go to social media. I think that's incorrect. Social media is a thing. I do not think it is nearly uh, as ROI positive for brick-and-mortar gyms as their website. So you go to the website 100%. first. Like You 100%. have to go to the website. And there's multiple there's multiple facets inside of the website and and how the website functions, what it's built on. Is it a Wix site? Is it WordPress? Like whatever. What's the flow? What's the UX in there for user experience? Forms are a big one. So this is one of the easiest, simplest fixes to improve actual people filling out forms. So gym owners, you only need three pieces of information, name, email, phone number. You should not be asking them for anything else at that point in the process, nothing, do not have them. It should, and it should be the least, I always call it the click test. It should be the least clicks possible for somebody to give you their information. Oh, it says book a free consult or free intro or discovery call, like whatever that button is called, they click on it. A form either pops up or it takes them to a landing page, name, email, phone number, submit. The reason you want to make it simple is because most people are going to do this via mobile, Mm -hmm. at which point, the most doom people scrolling it, at the end of the day, in it, their will, bed, yeah. it will it actually becomes less clicks. Most of that information, those three will auto populate in on a phone. If somebody's on mobile, if I click my thumb into screen. that, it will go Jason Fernandez, you know, Best other day, 8675309, like right? Whatever that's going to be. Jenny, Jenny. Yeah, here you go. So you want it, you want to have that. And I see so many people, just like, I takes... It takes them into a booking sequence, and the last thing in that booking sequence mm-hmm. is the information. I'm like, listen, if you want to take them into a booking sequence, that's fine. Reverse the order so that you get the information that's right out fan. of the that's gate, good. or they bring them into signing a waiver. Oh, I was gonna like, say, you dude, want to increase
0: your lead flow by fifty percent today? Stop your, having people create a, pro- a Watify profile or whatever it do is. Do not do that. Sign a waiver. How many more steps?
1: You're
2: asking them you're to going into do 12 work. clicks. You're trying to get into bed on your Tinder profile. Totally cool. correct.
1: You're, you're making them go through I just 12 want you to steps. And, 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 and it's a weird part in that process because now you're asking them to basically make a commitment and and relieve you of any liability. legal paperwork. Yeah, which when we've not even spoken yet. Exactly. So it's like, stop doing that. And they're like, well, how am I going to get them to sign that? That is such an easy fix. You can automate that part in the booking sequence easy. when they decide they want to come in. Forms are one of the number one things that will increase your lead flow. I would say forms and are your prices listed? Those are the two I would look at first on every single website. What do your forms look like? Is your price listed? Take the price off. Immediately you'll get more leads. Not saying they're going to be high quality leads.
2: Explain why because we coach that a lot, but explain why that's important.
1: So it's all about control of the conversation. So if I put my price on the website, what happens is somebody walks to that website They type in best hour of their day CrossFit.
2: Best hour CrossFit.
1: Best hour CrossFit. It's bad branding. um, And they see the price. With no context or understanding of what is the value that you offer, they make a buyer's decision with zero information other than dollars. Because
2: for many of them, they don't know what CrossFit is yet.
1: Right. And that's
0: that's a really important part to understand. So you got to understand that most of the people who are checking you out, still the majority of people, even though we do have more people who have experience than we say did five years ago, most people are uneducated and they've been miseducated by the current fitness market in their region where people are charging too little. They're used to going to a global gym and spending 20 bucks a month or somebody their body had a crossbow is dangerous, whatever and, and their perspective on the pricing, the value that you can get even can get from a program, let alone what you provide is all over the map. And if you let them control the conversation, In their head around value without you being there to guide it and educate them then you are relying on these these broken perspectives um, or misguided perspectives that their market and their experience has created and you lose the opportunity to help someone who had you had you properly had a conversation with them gotten context on their background what's most important to you We'll cover that in the other episodes but you then are able to control the conversation and say awesome let's bring you in and again we'll address that in the in the management problem but that the point is is the website itself it is our storefront correct right we in this your industry, dating profile correct your dating profile perfect even better Tinder. your dating profile i won't say the other ones um <laughs> your your dating profile is what's going to get the first thing so you said forms and you said is the pricing on there right so a we learned no pricing Um, I think the forms piece is really important, but I think
1: there's another one. Well, there's two things you're, you're highlighting here, right? So let's, let's like quantify those. One is control, right? And the other one is I want at bats.
2: 100%. I want control
1: and I want at bats. More and, and when you have the prices listed on there, you lose both of those because there's no opportunity for me to you have, have an no at bat. Idea if no someone idea. No idea. Well, you could look at your Google sure, Analytics and all that the shit. Same it's as, not the same got, as like I got right. their information, right? So when you put the prices up there, you are forfeiting control of the conversation and right? so you, you are forfeiting untold right? so right? so number of at bats to have so a conversation with somebody. back in
2: the day, two thousand seven, eight with CrossFit a lot of the affiliate sites were for the members because it was pre-social media. So my site was a blog. It was was there
1: to put the the work out on. That's what it was for.
2: But your members would go to it daily. Right. Nowadays with social media, your website is your storefront, like you said. It's for for new clients. For for new clients. Like you walk by a Lululemon, we know it's in there. But for someone who's never shopped there, it's appealing. The, The best sellers are out front. It wants to bring them in. And that's what your site should do. It should be simple, Easy to navigate, capture information.
0: Yeah, it's a bunch of missed opportunities by putting it on there. And the argument that we often have is like, well, I feel like we're duping people. I think people, sh- it's a, it's a filter. No, it's not a filter because they don't have the
1: context for it, the conversation. It can be a filter, and there are times when we say, hey, we're we're at our peak capacity, and we and we don't, and we're now filtering because we do have good lead flow. And we are now filtering based on like, hey, I want somebody who is not shocked by that sticker. Right,
0: like, but we're addressing, I don't get enough Correct, leads. So correct. So that's not the case. But contextually,
1: here. like there yeah. is a time and a place for it. Virtually nobody is like, I've got too many leads. Like I've got too many members. I've got too much money rolling through my gym. We're making too much impact. Like that's, <laughs> right. that's right. not so the scenario. we got yeah. <laughs> to stop this. So on the website, it's,
0: it is the first line of defense it is you want to maximize the amount of at bats that you get and like you said forms and it's don't have, have don't have your pricing and there's some cool things you can do with the pricing where mm-hmm. you have the pop up and it's a lead uh, gen opportunity the other piece though that i think just got gets skipped is just the overall look and feel and the story that you are telling people nowadays have a, a visual sniff test where they they look at your site and they very quickly are saying or asking the questions as Am I going to fit in? Is this for me? Yeah. And whatever fears or concerns they have, they're trying to validate and be like, yep, see, knew it wasn't for me. Look it, she's she's got a 400-pound bar on her back. Right. No way.
2: Well, I, you know, I'll give an example. We had a small group call, and one of our clients was like, hey, take a look at my website. Very first picture was just like 10 rowers, no one on them outside. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. you guys row outside all day, <laughs> right? Like that's what I would think. Totally like right. I had no idea. Yeah, I thought this was an yeah. I thought it's this a, was it, an indoor park gym. Gym. Yeah, yeah, and it's only yeah. rowing, right? And but like you said, I think one of the biggest mistakes affiliate owners make on their site is like I'll put my fire breathers with six pack, like they will take pictures of me, put them at the top of their site, <laughs> like, and I'm uh, super <laughs> you don't want your intimidating people. You want welcoming, like, and and multiple people, like, oh, because. You know, one person will resonate with Marcus, one with Fern, one with me. It's like, I work out there.
0: Show pictures, take good professional photos. I cannot understate how valuable, high quality photos, they make or break the aesthetic of your site. It just
2: looks professional.
0: And- Yes. It tells a different story. We'll keep it simple. Get pro photos taken. It's worth it, I promise. And in those photos, you want pictures of people that you want more of. So if you have a diverse population, I've got some old people, I've got some younger people, we specialize in families, then have people who look like moms and dads in their 30s and 40s. We have a whole exercise we do with our clients to help them identify this and get the right people for the photo shoot. But- the long story short is have good photos of people doing things that look fun, that look novel. So
1: kettlebells, assault bikes. Should be, it should be um, the things that everybody can do. You're like, hey, if I'm going to scale the shit out of this person at work out, I'm like, those are the movements. Step yeah, up. But don't put bands. I've had people with like, like a... No, no, a, no, know, no rubber bands. They're like, what are we doing here? Is this a trapeze, Jim? Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> so that's the website. So that's the right. first filter, the first place I would go. And it's because we want to make the most of the opportunities we would already be getting organically, right? So that's step one. Step two of the process now is optimizing the lead flow itself. And this is where so many people are dropping the ball and they don't realize it. So before we get into the technical part of it, let's talk about what we're doing here. As a gym owner, you got in this business because you wanted to make an impact, right? You are here because you want to change people's lives through CrossFit. Awesome. We're all on the same page. Now, you know that most people don't understand what we do and that you need to have a conversation with them in order to bring them in. And my goal as a gym owner is to impact as many people in my community as possible because I'm accomplishing the goal that we're trying to do through CrossFit, make the world a fitter place. And that means also I'm going to have a thriving business where I can pay myself well, I can pay my staff well, and I can spoil my members with awesome everything. Cool. All right. So if that's what you're in this business for, then it is your obligation to make sure that you are giving the people who are reaching out with a problem the highest likelihood of solving that problem because here's what usually happens someone had a, you know they we we have this pain threshold this tolerance of what we put up with in our life right and let's just say that's that line is here and we kind of live under here just kind of oscillating and then you have a moment where something happens someone says something whatever and your pain spikes and you're like oh shit I need to do something about this problem. It happens with people in their finances. It happens with your health. Someone said something and you're like, I feel like hell about myself. I heard CrossFit's most
1: effective this morning. You were inflamed. I, will, I'm, I want you to be, I want you to live longer. I appreciate it. I worry it, was worried it about worked. you. It worked.
2: Shaming worked. <laughs> hey,
1: guys. If you're an affiliate owner and you're struggling with your time, one of the things that we help affiliate owners with is prioritizing what they should be working on and when. That's one of the key focuses inside of Affiliate University. So if that's something you struggle with, hit us up. Set up a call. We'd love to chat with you. But we want you guys to run better boxes. So we'll see you on the inside. And so the, the
0: pain threshold spikes and then you're willing to take right. action. Okay, this is really important. Now that, that spike, this is what people don't understand is that, oh, well, you decided to reach out for a CrossFit. Like you filled out the form on my website. It's okay if I get back to you tomorrow or later on. Absolutely uh, not. Here's what you have to understand is that the second it spikes, it starts coming down. And I completely made up this, this whole little thing I'm doing here, but what I believe is that whenever someone sleeps on it, cut whatever. Yeah, likelihood they had of signing up in half. Yeah. So that means the urgency, this is the first urgency is I need to get I need to connect with this person in a meaningful way. Ideally not as let's automated test. if you can if you can avoid it and if you, we you have the volume and you you have everything dialed in, yes, you can automate it. But let's just say we don't have don't rely on the tools to do the work for you. You want to build a human connection as quickly as possible with this lead because they're not usually just filling out one form. We've already done the research on this with my previous company and people are usually reaching out to two or three fitness facilities
1: when they do this because they're like, they do a little bit of shopping. They're like, I'll check this one out, this one out. And so it's funny you say this. So we were, we were tweaking some things and there was a gap in, in our system where like, I don't, I don't remember what the breakdown was, but it was like somebody had thought that they reached out and they didn't and we lost track of it. And then we're like, we dropped that one, reached out to them. Like I joined another gym. Like this is 48 hours yeah. later. And I'm like, so just to validate what you're it saying, shows like, the urgency, right? So, that's my point. So like, that's a real thing. Like that's not made up. Like they are just like, Hey, which they're looking at a couple different things, like convenience training type, you know, like facilities, but Speed matters. We so we tested this. We we
0: did the research. And guess who gets the business? First First one
2: to respond.
0: It's not the one with the better pricing. It's not the one with the fancier equipment. It's not the one with the more charming person on the front end. It's just who was fastest.
2: When I was looking for a therapist to deal with all my emotional issues with Fern. From Fern, yeah. (laughs) It was the therapist that got back to me fastest.
1: Yeah. So she's like, she was like, you sound like you're in pain. And she was like, I
2: can't help you actually. I'm going to recommend somebody else. <laughs> Talk to your partner though. So, um,
0: so it's important to understand this urgency piece because when we tell when we tell our clients, they're like, well, how fast should I get back to someone? Like I got to lead this morning. I'll get to them after my classes. And I get it. Sometimes you're a one man or one woman show and you're doing the best that you can. But this is important to understand that the goal is Two minutes. And that sounds crazy. It's, it's, and I, I, I give the two-minute example because it sounds crazy, but it illustrates the point. The point is, get back to them immediately. As fast as you can. And, and as, in as human of a way as possible. Because the point is, is, I want to... Because if, let's say, everyone got back to them at the same time. If you did like an automated text that says, thank you for reaching out to CrossFit Rife. We'll be contacting you. Or I reach out with a video on your phone and I'm just like, hey, Fern, Mark is here from CrossFit Active Performance. Saw you filled up the form on our website. Just want to introduce myself. You got five minutes to hop on a call? That's it. That's it. But mine's more personal than yours. So I'm probably going to win. It's a
2: real person. He said my name. Right. And that's an underutilized tool as well. Like, People take the easy route with texting. You record a video, say their name, introduce yourself. That goes such a long way.
0: Everyone has gotten used to Everything being automated. So when now you do the opposite, which feels old school and a little antiquated from like a, an efficiency standpoint, stands out. Yeah. But I got the business and, uh-huh. and and remember what business we're in. We're in a relationship centric right. service business. That means I want these people to come to my gym for an hour a day, five days a week for years. I'm going to be a huge part of their life. These people might meet their spouse in my gym. You might we're-
2: become their spouse.
0: Yeah, don't tell my my <laughs> wife. She she hates that part.
2: So let, let's talk about when is it an appropriate time to do paid ads.
0: Well, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Not yet. So <laughs> let's the, finish if, the conversation. Well, here's it. deal. I will Try tell it, you.
1: Cody, I'm trying to reel it in. But but so the answer is you're not. We're not even having that discussion. If you are already having a lead problem, it is due like you cannot leap. You cannot walk up to the craps table and start gambling if you do not understand how the game Some people will be
2: listening doing all of this.
1: Ads are awesome when done in the
0: right order. It's after all of this is already working and after everything that we're doing in this four-part series is firing on all cylinders and you're like, I have extra time, extra money, and extra staff to do this right. That's when you're ready for ads. Prior to that you don't need them. It's just like the person who comes in and asks for extra programming and you're like, dude, you come twice a week and you're not even you're doing, bad. hitting the stimulus. You're not tracking like, your macros.
2: Right. We're so, not close. Cool. Heard. People hear that. Let's it, talk it's, about...
1: Again, but I, well, I do want to emphasize this. is not because ads are bad. It's because you are... This, not maximizing. You're not ready. No, you, you are now playing a high-risk game with low to no skills in that game. Well,
2: talk about this. What they don't understand is everything you said. You get 10 leads, eight show up, You know, seven, actually make it past that. You close on three. When you go to ads, those numbers shift drastically.
1: Well, you've also not developed this. There's there's specific muscles when you start running ads, right? And we'll get there. So I don't want to jump on that too soon. There's a specific muscle that you have to be able to flex, on command when you're talking about paid ads, which means like all of this stuff that we're talking about, you should have been doing this a long time ago. It should be optimized. You should be able to tell us exactly what your lead flow numbers, where people fall off in that pipeline. And you should know all of that to a T because if you're going to get in there and start throwing money at that, you're, you're, abs- you're already going to lose in the ads game. If, if it's worth improving. You're going to lose permanently. If it's if worth it improving,
2: so. it's worth tracking.
1: Correct. Okay, so real quick. Uh, the
0: ads thing works like this. There's two different types of leads that we get in a business. There's inbound and there's outbound. Inbound is someone saying, I have a problem that I need to solve. Let me try to find a solution. You look like you might be a good solution. Reaching out and then that's, that's an opportunity. It's an inbound lead. The outbound lead is when you go and bring them to you. So you interrupted them on... On social Social. media and you're like, hey, I have an offer. And they're like, oh, you know what? I was thinking about maybe losing some weight. That's an intriguing hook. And they follow the pipeline. They're like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Significantly lower quality, lower temperature on their desire and need, which is really key. That was that whole meter I was explaining about, like, I need to solve this problem. There's no urgency inside of them. And especially when I'm making a leap with someone who's used to paying 40 bucks a month. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm actually 220 bucks a month for my CrossFit gym. That's a much bigger chasm to, to cross uh, in as far as bridging value, building relationship, connection. So you have to have all of these things that we're talking about in the lead flow standpoint, optimal. You're, you must be a ninja in sales because now you're, the likelihood of you closing 50%, good luck, right? You're going to have to be a pro and then on top of it, the retention factor that comes in the integration and long-term retention is, is harder as well. So everything is harder. So unless all of these muscles are actually developed and you're like, I am on it with my lead flow, I am on it with my sales and I can adjust based on inputs, I can change my I sales I can process. manipulate these
1: numbers on command.
0: Correct. Yes. That's when it's appropriate. And people hate that answer because they're like, but I just need more leads. And it's like, but if... You just optimize these things that we're talking about first. And then you do some of the other things that we have on here about going out and getting business. That's, that's a whole nother conversation that people, they don't like to hear it. If you're sitting in your gym waiting it's for people work. to come to you, that's not a good you're dead.
2: Before we head on to part two, sales, let's talk about one last topic, building an organic lead machine. Right, we can talk right now. Let's you're stay getting, high
0: level on it because there's a lot.
2: Yeah, we'll keep it pretty high level. But you know, we're talking right now, people are in pain and they reach out. You inside the walls of your affiliate have a hundred marketers that you're just not asking to help bring in more people. There's so,
1: there's three relative two relatively simple light lift strategies that you can use. One is bring a friend week, like that's free that's course free. on best hour of their day. Like that's, it's just a it, for, for a little bit longer. It won't be around much longer. it it crushes. It crushes. We've had right? people
2: give. 10 to 15 new members from our free course, no interaction with us. We don't ask for anything. Just it like Fern said, three pieces of information. You so
1: how do I use my current clientele to bring in more clientele, right? So just the, the basic idea of referral, you must have a referral offer. It needs to be built logically. And then you need to have the mechanism to push the yes. referral out, right? So that's the, that's number one. And number two is maybe you don't have time to go beat the streets and start knocking on doors. I'm like, okay, well, you can do that via email. So you can put together a series of, call it launches or reinvigoration campaigns, or I'm re-engaging either old clients, not converted leads, or anybody else you have in that that email list that you have. If you are a gym owner that has been open for five or more years, you probably have no less than 1,500 emails that are available to you. Start working that list. I put
2: that on my social media. I wrote a little campaign in like five minutes, like didn't put much thought into it. And I've had numerous people reach out that they got five to 10 old members back. It's simply just reaching out to them. It's, it's like burning hot leads right there. So if you're going back to what you said about paid ads, if you don't, if you haven't done that, you don't need paid ads. If you haven't reached out to former people, relied on the referral, done at bring a friend week, that in and of itself is going to get you better quality people. We'll talk more about selling people. We'll talk more about integrating them into the community. And then of course, retention. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you stick around. We're going to talk all about sales next. If you want to learn more about bring a friend week, if you want to learn more about everything that we discussed, check out affiliate. You head over to best hour of where we help you build a better box. Anything else guys?
1: always go with the free stuff first. You will be a smarter gym owner, right? You'll have better conversion rates and then you'll be ready to play a more advanced game. Thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.